Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go on a Wednesday, October the 16th, 2019. Can't believe it. Welcome into the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. We're going to look to make it rain for you on a Wednesday night that may or may not include an American League Championship Series game, but it definitely will include a college football game that, uh, yeah, if you like scoring, this could be a fun game for you here tonight. And I all know that you have circled uh, the ability to watch uh, Troy football on a Wednesday night. Woo-hoo! I know that's what you, if there's one thing you guys will learn to love as a degenerate, if you are new to uh, being a degenerate here. And obviously, if you're waking up with us here now, there is a uh, there is certainly Strong a chance. DNA gene of, yeah, there is definitely some degenerate genes going on and in there. And we love you for it. That's right. No, no, we don't. Nobody judges here. Judge-free zone. Uh, but you will learn to love Sunbelt football here in the middle of the week. I can promise you as we uh, move along, and it's actually a pretty cool matchup and, a, and offers us an edge, which is really all we want. So we'll talk about that. But, of course, last night, uh, in addition to people still bitching and moaning about the uh, the NFL and the officiating, uh, we did get some uh, blockbuster news and trades. We'll uh, we'll talk about some winners and losers there. But we were also watching baseball yesterday, and we'll start last night where there is uh, there is one team in the air, center field. This should do it. Robles will squeeze it, and there it is. The Washington Nationals are National League champions. There will be a World Series in D.C. Without Bryce Harper, too, which was always a lot of fun watching the reactions uh, there. But uh, really shouldn't have been a surprise. The Nats close it out. Uh, Corbin on the mound struck out. seemed like everybody in the first couple of innings there. He did give up four runs. But the, uh, you know, the Nationals and I know Braves fans last night, Dane, had to be chuckling because the Nationals did exactly what the Cardinals did to the Braves. They scored seven runs in the first inning, thus putting that game away really before it even got going. So Nationals punch a ticket. But now they're going to have to wait and see what happens with the uh, with the New York Yankees, who yesterday afternoon uh, took on Garrett Cole, Severino. They end up losing. 4-1, but I would say my initial takeaway is now this is two games in this series, Dane, where so much has been made about Verlander and Cole. You had Verlander on the ropes. You had the opportunity to close it out. You didn't in extra innings. And you had a version of Garrett Cole yesterday that was absolutely beatable. We've seen the unbeatable Cole. You had a Garrett Cole who walked five guys while you are home with an opportunity to be able to cash in on it, uh, and you didn't. So uh, no matter what happens from this point, I do think that the Yankees will look back on these two games and go, we we had our shots. If they don't advance, 
we can look to these two games to say you just didn't get it done when you had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I hear you, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock a doodle. Do it. You know, last week, remember how we were having that talk about the ball flying a little bit less far? Uh, oh, yeah. with the with the new balls, right, mm-hmm. and the weather and all that stuff. And we had Cardano come on, and he was like, no, it doesn't matter. And then he said, oh, it's only five feet. What does it matter anyway? Well, guess what? Those yeah. five feet I would love to have on what Didi Gregorius did with bases loaded in, like, the fifth inning. Because uh, yep. it would have been a three-run home run if yep. there's anything to the conspiracy theory, right? And you're right. Cole was gettable. He really was. The Yankees were almost doing everything they should have done except getting the clutch hit except pushing the run across the board and I got to tell you something you know Joe we've talked all year about this three true outcomes stuff mm-hmm. right the walk the home run in the seventh inning when the Astros scored two runs they executed a perfect hit and run Joe with right. with Altuve up and I believe it was Springer on first mm-hmm. base. And then what does Altuve do? He hits a ground ball right through the right side to get yep. to first and third. There's literally good base running in that inning, and they get the extra two runs to get that working margin and make it a little yep. bit more comfortable because, you know, Glaber hits the home run in the eighth, and, you know, they would have been sweating a little bit. I was I was thoroughly impressed. And, you know, I have a text chain with a lot of my Yankee fan friends, and we were just like, wow, Houston is really good at baseball. That's what wow, it comes down to. And this yep. is like a lost art, you know, and, and we're not going to talk about it much, but I was really impressed with a damn hit and run in the seventh inning, Joe. Yeah, yeah I was impressed with the uh, wild pitch, too, from uh, Britton when he came in, and Adovino yeah. seems to be the only guy. I, I wish he'd pitch closer to what his number says, uh, which is zero, but unfortunately he uh, he's the only guy really in that bullpen that has given us any agita right now. He continues yeah. just to not be what we thought he would be, but yet he's the only guy that has pitched in every playoff game of the Yankees in October yet. I don't know what they're doing with him. And if Aaron Boone is going to go to the pen like this quickly every single day, we talked about it with how Houston, you know, got to the Tampa Bay bullpen in game five. If you're going to see the same guys literally every day for a week and a half, eventually either – they're going to look familiar to you. You're going to be able to do some damage or they're going to have a blow up once, you know, eventually. And I, I'm worried about Boone going to this bullpen to every single day. It's the same names, Adovino, Canely, Britain. We, they're going to blow up eventually. And, and, you know, I'm hoping for rain today. Honestly, yeah. Joe, I'm hoping for rain. I want to get Tanaka back on the mound. And I think Aaron Boone is ne- going to need to let these starters sink or swim a little bit. Remember in game one, Tanaka went, faced the minimum through six and he pulled them. Mm. You know, and yep. what does that do? That just gets these Astros hitters to get another at bat against a guy like Adovino. And that may pay off if this series goes back to Houston and in game six. Yeah. And and again, you're, you're shooting yourself on the foot because it's not like the the Astros are hitting 212 as a team here, guys. They scored two runs in the seventh right. inning on one hit. They had one hit. There was a walk. There was a hit and run hit. And then there was a pass ball. And then there was a couple of sacrifice. Fly, and that's it. I mean, that's how you end up. That's it. I mean, it's it's like so you're shooting yourself in your foot. They're manufacturing runs without hitting, you know, 400 and and nine home runs a game, although they did get two off of Severino. And I will say this about Severino. 
as bad as that first inning was optically, he did what he needed to do to get the hell out of it with one run. Yeah. And, you know, he pitched, he gutted it through. He hasn't pitched all year. The dude has pitched one month. Oh, this is an unsettling, you know? Yeah, you're going to look back on these games, and we're going to scratch our head when it's all said and done here. But more on those, more on the NFL trades coming up. Let's make it rain. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Well, it is official. There is only one left now, and that, of course, is one team left that still has never reached the World Series. Welcome in here to the grid, sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez here. Make it rain as we uh, we watched last night. The Washington Nationals go ahead, punch their ticket on the way to the World Series. They are there. It's the first time since I think the late twenties uh, when when Walter Johnson was uh, right. was pitching there uh, last time that they had made it to the show. And uh, congratulations! There they get the rest and they get to line up their pitchers any which way they want. But that one team, I think, Bavona. What do you got? You you know who it is, Bavona? I what's think the, I know what's, it. What's the one useless I think I know team? It too. That's correct. Of course, the Mariners suck. Um, yes, the Mariners now are remain the only franchise not to have made it to a World Series. They the only saving grace they had, of course, was the Nationals hadn't made it either. But yep, no, that all changed last night. And advantage Nationals as they get to sit there. And uh, I don't think it'll matter thought- as much with the Yankees because of how they they're just going to rotate the bullpen in. But I do think the Astros would like to probably dispel the Yankees sooner rather than later so they can go ahead and match up correctly their horses versus the Nationals' horses. The Yankees aren't going to give you guys that are going to go three and then bullpen anyway, but I certainly it matters Houston. So I, if I'm the Nationals, I'm watching this series and hoping, listen, it goes six or seven games because that is going to, certainly if it's Houston, that is going to mess up. We just don't know because in all likelihood, you're going to get Verlander pitching again. Cole's going to, if there is a game seven, he's going to be around somewhere along those lines too. So that would really give the advantage to the Washington Nationals if it turns out that way. Again, the Yankees, you're going to get three innings, two innings, one innings. It's not going to really matter for them, but uh, the rotation certainly matters more to the Astros, and it would behoove them to get this done sooner rather than later here, Dane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, remember, we also talked about this, right? In game one, it now all depends on how the Washington Nationals look. You know, if they come out like a house of, you know, fire, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that rest was great for them. You know, lick their wounds, get healthy, organize the rotation, right? If they get, if they lose game one of the World Series, which we know now will be in the American League City, um, then it'll be like, oh, that rest, you know, they got rusty. So 
it all you know we'll we'll spin it one way or the other but on balance going in first guessing it i think it's obviously a help you know it's obviously a benefit for them to rest up to be able to organize themselves uh especially in the rotation and to be able to heal whatever bumps and bruises they have i do think they are relatively healthy they're not going to make any big roster changes you know uh moving to the next round but yeah congratulations to the nationals especially you know they were 19 and 31 after 50 games this year, remember, we had them dead and buried at the beginning. And, Joe, they did the seven-run outburst with no home runs, just like we talked about the Cardinals doing that with no home runs when they pushed past the Braves. And, Bavona, I want you to check. I need you to go back all the way to make it rain on opening day when we made our predictions. I believe I may have said the Nationals would win the National League pennant. I need you to go and find that footage, brother man. Yep. Hurry up, Bavona. Get on it. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait. Uh, I will say this too, though. Let's let's not let's not confuse the issue here. The rest is not going to affect the pitching. The rest is going to affect the hitters, not yeah, the pitchers. So yeah, yeah, it's way if they are not, and right now they are definitely in a zone right now. So the risk you have with having to wait six days before you play a meaningful baseball game again is that maybe that eye is a little uh, it's a little off. Maybe you're not in that same rhythm. It's not going to affect the pitchers. You're going to get the same thing out of Scherzer. It helps the pitchers, but it ain't going to help Trey Turner and Howie Kendrick and company. That is exactly what the risk is for the Nationals, not, you know, house of fire. Great. Your pitching staff's going to be the house of fire. The question is, can you put up seven runs in, a, uh, in an inning again? Because this is a different animal depending on who comes over. Their hitters right now are seeing it better than they've ever seen it. And that's going to be the big question here. Can they maintain that edge in the plate? Because if it's the Astros, yeah, you're going to have to you're going to have to face your own Scherzer and uh, and Strasburg here in Verlander and Cole. And I, I, I hope if it's the Astros and I will say this because I do think the Astros and the Nationals Think of those uh, head. Look at those headlines, man. Right? I mean, uh, Scherzer going up against Verlander. I mean, that is that's baseball yeah. right there. I think it would be a lot of fun to watch those pitching battles Absolutely. while the Yankees will be employing. Well, we got eight pitchers going today for the Yankees. It's kind of hard to find headlines there, but I do think the Astros and the Nationals. I would look. I, I'm really interested to see what the totals would be in those matchups with a Scherzer, Verlander, Strasburg, Cole. Seven on well, the might we get six? Could that possibly be? I don't think be? so because the bullpens are still there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The bullpen. I think they would go to seven on the number. Mm. Well, they made it to six and a half. So, I mean, we we, which, we watched yeah, six and Yeah, it went and over, half. right? The six and a half became an over. And it did, it? yeah, and it went over. So. But it's, you know, again, that's that wasn't even with – uh, you know, that was with Flaherty. What the hell are we going right. to get with with Verlander or Cole going up against Scherz and Strasburg? So, uh, but they got to get there. And the extra day here for the Yankees, if this game does not go off tonight, uh, I, I think don't think it it's benefits. going to, Joe. Just by the way, How you know, you're down in Miami. And, you know, I've got the I've got the local weather report, shall we say, you know, right. and it's it's set to really rain or starting around like one o'clock today all through the day all night really? my my glorious iphone says rain 90 percent, and then it changes to 100 percent. it looks Damn. like they're gonna 
back it up. And to be quite honest, it, there were times when Boone was managing, I thought, last night under the assumption that there was no game today. He expected the rest, you think? You think he was expecting it where he was, uh, yeah, we're going to get an extra day off here because Tanaka is basically, you know, Tanaka is in play, right? If they pitched today, what were they going with? Bullpen? I think so. But yeah. as you saw, they brought Shane Green in yesterday. Yes, so to me, that's Boone being like, nope, because he, that would have been the opener, right? That, that right. certainly would have been the opener. Jay yep. Happ pitched in extra innings in game two. It was going to be green to open game four. Okay. He pitched yesterday, though. Now I know he's a reliever. He can go back to back days. I believe Boone was singling, tipping his hand. He knew there's no game today. Yeah. Or he's betting that there's no game today. And then, yes, you bring Tanaka back on regular rest uh, tomorrow in what will be game four. That's what I believe is in his head. But then again, right. who do I, how do I know? What is the um, – uh, and I'm trying to think here. What? Why is it so unbe- – is it just rain? or Because they're making it seem like it's uh, – No, it's rain. It's, it's just it's rain. rain. Okay, so it's, it's nothing beyond today. that. That's all, you know. <laughs> That's all it is. It's going to be rain Good old tonight. cold autumn rain in the 50s and raining. I would think they're going to have to call the game sooner rather than later, right? They're not going to let people travel, get to the ballpark. Right. You know, well, I would think they would call it prior to the 8 o'clock start, so people have plenty of time. You would think so, but so many people have already gone to work, you know, and packed their little Yankees hoodie and stuff like that to go after work. But, um, yeah, you would think the earlier the better um, because it's not like it's one of those things where it's going to start during the game. They right. will be able to make the call. And, you know, I think the prudent decision is to, uh, you know, put it back. But we'll see yeah, if that's done. actually what comes to fruition. If we get news yep. while we're on the air, we'll certainly let you know. Yeah, favorites, by the way, in this uh, in the league championship series, 5-2 uh, and two now, 17-8 and eight overall. The road teams actually in this round, pretty good, 4-3. and three, And the home teams, 14-11 and 11 overall. But the, the unders lead it, man. The unders are 5-2 and two in the league championship series. And overall, still taking the lead, 13-10-2. So even with the 7s and the 7.5s that we've seen here, Dane, they're still, the unders are still the profitable way to go, uh, including first five. The first five yesterday, too, was three and a half uh, when it closed there in that first game and uh, with the Astros. And look at that. Boom. Profitable to be on the first half unders as well when you got these guys. And was never really even in risk, to tell you the truth. So you had two nothing. Well, it was in risk when Severino had bases loaded early. Yeah. Yeah. Or when (laughs) Didi Gregorius, you know, I don't know what that was. but Oh, that was a home run a month ago is what that was. It was a home run a month ago, Joe. Exactly. Yeah, and and I want to get your uh, your thought on that because he looked like he hit it. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
And time to get in the game. Get yourself a DraftKings Sportsbook account because listeners of this show, well, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks right now. Here's how it works. You just create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make yourself a deposit, and then you place your first bet, and DraftKings matches it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer eligible for all users while new users Well, you get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And welcome in here on this uh, Wednesday to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez as we look to make it rain. Uh, and look at that. It's already going to be raining in New York. So we've done that. And uh, it looks like we might, in fact, uh, also be pushing off the Yankees-Astros game until tomorrow. We'll keep you posted once we hear. But the NFL still making headlines. And, boy, it couldn't have come at a better time for them as people continue to just bash the NFL Uh, and the officiating from the Monday night debacle. But yesterday, here we are two weeks out of the trade deadline, October 29th, and all of a sudden we get this uh, news yesterday late in the afternoon that the Rams traded uh, Marcus uh, Peters to the Ravens, and a lot of people were scratching their heads going, why, you know, you just put Aqib Tlaib on the eye. Like, why in the hell? What are you dismantling the second? Well, the secondary is crap anyway. We all know that. I mean, they rank dead last in just about every statistical category for secondaries. And we know the Ravens are banged up. I mean, the Ravens have a lot of injuries. Jimmy Smith and company there. Um, they're not great either. So I got it from the Raiders, uh, from the Ravens standpoint. But I'm going, it, this doesn't make any sense because they sent like a second year linebacker over with it. Like, I'm like, what? None of this made any sense. Until, of course, about an hour later, the news comes down that, yes, uh, the the disgruntled, uh, former disgruntled cornerback of the Jacksonville Jaguars is now a current cornerback for the Rams. And the price tag for that is two first rounders plus a fourth rounder. Uh, That now, if you take a look, guys, at the last couple of years of Les Snead and the Rams, 2017. They sent a first-rounder to Tennessee for Jared Goff to move up and get him. They sent a first-rounder in 2018 to New England for Brandon Cooks. Uh, Last year, actually this year, they traded uh, their first-rounder to Atlanta in order to trade down. And then, oh, yeah, now they've traded 2020, 2021 to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. So when you add all that up, guys, that means the Rams – do not have a first-round pick for five years. And in this day and age, when you have, uh, you know, the draft is really how you can build teams because of the rookie salary cap and all the other things that you can afford to be able to bring guys in. And right now, they are, this to me is putting a Band-Aid on heart surgery, man. You have open heart surgery scheduled and you just brought in a Band-Aid, but you're willing to sell all the, uh, you know, all the equipment in the operating room in order to be able to get it. I don't understand it. I get that your secondary has been porous, but your secondary is just a byproduct of the issues you're having up front on defense and also your depth. 
You have no depth on the Rams. It's always been a big problem. And unless Jalen Ramsey can play running back, offensive line, and, oh, yeah, make uh, make Jared Goff more accurate and a better decision maker, I don't know what this does other than makes you look like, hey, we're all in. What You know who else was all in? The Eagles and Howie Roseman, who called every day to Tom Coughlin about trying to put a deal together. And uh, and Howie's like, I'm not giving you, I'm not mortgaging our future and our draft picks and our more right. choices in order to be able to get Jalen Ramsey, who, by the way, is going to have to be paid here. This was the guy there who drove the, the Brinks truck up, if you sure guys did. remember, opening him camp. Yeah, he's expecting to get paid. So... I don't know what they're they're handing out an awful lot of money, but they're losing depth and there are big holes on this team, uh, Dane. The Rams, that is, that Jalen Ramsey, he is uh, he is just one of many, and I don't know that it was the most important part of the team to fill at this point. I think the Rams lose. I think Jalen Ramsey and Jacksonville win in this. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I mean, we were texting about this when it went down with our boy Mike Blewett as well yesterday, and we all saw it the same way. Joe, I want to combine like two or three things that we have agreed on and talked about over the last few months of why the this is a bad move for the Rams. Number one, we have talked about the Jared Goff and the Todd Gurley contract. Right. And how that's long term big money that in essence is now an albatross around the neck of this franchise. You just said Jalen Ramsey is going to want to get paid also. And when you give, you know, all these guys big money, then how do you build the rest of the roster? We've talked about many times. That's why the window in the NFL is when you have that young quarterback on their rookie deal before the financial walls start to close in. And we've talked about how the Rams didn't see it this way and gave that money to Goff ahead of schedule before they needed to. That's mistake one. Joe, when you were just outlining this, you said two words that are on the opposite sides of the continuum. You said, at one point, you said build a team. And on the other side, you said the Rams are going shoving all in. Okay? The Rams are clearly going in this all-in way, right? They think they got to strike when the iron's hot right now, maybe because they know the financial walls are about to close in. Okay. Cool. You and I both are fading the Rams. We think the Super Bowl hangover is real. You're correct. Secondary is not their biggest issue. You know, it's their offensive line. It's damn Jared Goff, right? So it's misplaced. And then I take you back, Joe, to, oh, I don't know. I think it was July when we literally, you remember when like the Giants, the San Francisco Giants were like 14 and three in their last 17 games or whatever it was. And we had the daily conversation of should you trade Madison Bumgarner or not? Right. Mm -hmm. And we said, talk to me or I said, talk to me in October. This this only is a smart move if the Giants are in the World Series. Well, the National League has crowned their champion and it ain't the San Francisco Giants. And now I take that same thing to the Los Angeles Rams, Joe. These moves that they're making, getting Jalen Ramsey, paying the money, they know their window is real small. They are shoving all in. This is only a smart move if, if you know, literally, if... um. You know, the cornerback, Ramsey, helps them win the Super Bowl in this window before they have to break it up. And I don't think it will. You know, like, this is only smart if they get to the promised land. 
And this isn't enough to get them to the promised land. I think it's poor management, and I think the chickens are going to come home to roost on the Rams and let's need. Well, it's interesting because the uh, Vegas uh, obviously thinks this is a uh, this is a big get because they have moved the Rams from a 30 to one Super Bowl favorite to an 18 to one Super Bowl favorite. They also moved them from a 15 to one to nine to one NFC champion. Uh, and that's what's going on now. Granted, it's probably going to be different at our friends over at uh, at FanDuel there at the Meadowlands, I'm going to assume. Because the re- the uh, the regional bias there out west, uh, the, you know, any sort of news like this is going to move the needle, certainly from the book standpoint. So I understand why they've moved it down, but I don't I don't see a whole lot of, uh, you know, listen, he helps that secondary. But again, your secondary without Aqib Tlaib is thin as it is now. And while you might be able to shut down half a field, teams and shut down corners and offenses, especially the good teams, right? With the with the upper echelon quarterbacks. Maybe two other ways. With different they, players. they throw it to the outside of the field, guys. It's you know, they'll figure it out. They'll do dump it. They'll take your shutdown corner out of the game where he can't impact yeah. it one way or the other. And these teams, the you know, Saints, the Eagles, they have multiple people they could go to. Yeah. Well, so do listen, so do the Cardinals, so do yeah. the Seahawks, and so, so the do the 49ers. Because yeah. he's not going to help you on run defense, guys. He's not a guy. He's not a headbanger. He's not a guy that's going to run his stick his yeah. helmet into into coverage. He's not that guy. So this is only great he, if he was really truly the cherry on top, and that's not the position they're in. No, they're not, and he's not the cherry on top. Plus, we'll see what kind of cherry on top he is when you go to negotiate his right. next contract. Because uh, yeah, be that's going to be a problem, guys. And he's going to. And this is the other thing. He's going to set the market for defensive backs. Whatever he gets paid, he is not going to sell it. Guys, he is going to break whatever record currently for defensive backs. He is going to blow by it. He is going to set the market. And like we've said and what Jerry has said and and the Cowboys, uh, we don't want to be the team that sets the market with anybody. Like, you don't want to do that. But the Rams, Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, Oh, yeah. Now, Jalen, you're setting the market in everybody that you touch. So at some point that is, you know, you're you're going to be cashing a check your ass can't afford right Right. now. And that's exactly at at what expense, because the same thing is happening with Kansas City. Like you you've given all of this money to everybody else on there. And yet you're suffering along the offensive line. You're suffering in the running back position. Your defense still sucks. At some point, you guys got to realize, and I give credit, I'm most impressed with the Eagles and Howie Roseman, who would not budge. Restraint. Nobody could use a cherry on top like the Eagles, like Jalen right. Ramsey. In that they secondary, are, and that would have been the yeah. position to address for Philly as well. Yes. Yeah. And that, to me, is a move right. that might have put them over the top. Could have but been a cherry on top. Right. At what cost? He wasn't willing to do it. So I hear you. kudos to Howie Roseman. That's why the Eagles organization will be talking about them as contenders for the next five years. Kansas City maybe could have done it. Yes. A lot of teams could, but you you got to sign like this guy. Fit. You got to set the market with him next yeah. year. Doesn't make any damn sense. You got a quarterback change that Dane called. We'll talk about that coming up next. Let's make it rain. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So our, uh, our man, um, Mike Cardano here, just throwing bombs here on social media, apparently, and uh, oh, really? hopping, all, hopping all over. Tw- and he's even hashtagging conspiracy theory here towards our ass here on, uh, on Megan Rain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. let's see if we can address this here rather quickly before we talk about a uh, quarterback change that, by the way, has not moved the needle uh, from a sportsbook perspective. But uh, we've been telling you, Dane and I, that, uh, it's become very peculiar, the whole juiced ball that we watched all year long on broken bats, fisted, uh, end of bat home runs that managed to fly over the fence all year long, where teams like, I don't know, let's see, the uh, the Minnesota Twins, where like 14 guys on the roster, including a couple of pitchers, had at least 10 home runs. Um yeah, well, we're not seeing that anymore, are we? Now, we did see two home runs yesterday that were no doubt uh, hit, but they were no doubt hit by major league hitters hitting 96-mile-an-hour fastballs, and yes, that that tends to happen. But what we're not seeing is those, um, and we've seen it a couple of times now. We saw it in the Dodgers series a number of times. We've seen it in this uh, this Cardinals series. We've also seen it right here where Didi Gregorius gets up in the bottom of the fifth inning and watches it off the bat, like hits it, gives that home run trot, and then all of a sudden the ball lands short. Now, we're not saying that there's anything um, purposely being doctored or being done, but I do think that if, uh, if you are just discounting the idea that maybe, just maybe, Major League Baseball had a uh, had another group of baseballs made for the postseason that weren't made the same as the ones they used during the regular season. Uh, conspiracy hashtag it all you want. I would not pull. I would not put it past a billion dollar organization and company, Dane, to do what's best for the game. And a slight change in the seams or the ball in the inside, the way it's constructed. Uh, yeah. That could be the difference between Didi Gregorius flying out in right field to the warning track and, oh, yeah, it landing seven rows up. i just saying I would not yeah. put it past them. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, let, let's be clear. I'm not saying there's any conspiracy. I'm not saying they're changing the balls for the Yanks. This is not the refs, like, you know, favoring right. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like people are saying, and fixed. No. If – if this happens and the data, although albeit a small sample size, right. if the data shows this, what I'm saying is that it's this difference on all balls, on all hits, right? right? And I'm just saying it happened to bite the Yankees in the ass yesterday with the Didi Gregorius home run. Yeah. Now, if we look for every fly ball in every game, are there probably times where if this wasn't true and in place, it helped the Yankees? Did the Yankees' opponents have warning track power at times? Probably. 
right? But in the same way that in uh, the NFL games, we we focus on the last play or the play, the big play in the fourth quarter, like the illegal hands to the face play. This is the play I'm focusing on because it, you know, it, it was in a key spot and could have been a difference in the game. So, no, I'm not saying that they're switching out the balls. This is not the right. late gate. What I right. am saying is if these seams are true and, you know, Cardano said, what about these home runs? What about these home runs? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that every fly ball is flying, I don't know, 3% less. Okay. That's right. So, yes, in the games where the team hit six home runs, they would five of them would still be home runs. You're absolutely right. I'm saying it changes the equation for every fly ball, and it happened to, you know, not go the Yanks' way yesterday. And we watched it not go the Dodgers' way on a number yeah. of different hits, and a, and we watched it go Atlanta's way, not go Atlanta's way on a couple of different hits and couple of swings. So I'm not. The truth is, and Cardano's right from this standpoint of. It's the same for each team here. They're not switching yes. balls out for one team. The ball no, is the ball, and you those that are hitting it and taking and and hitting home runs, they're doing it because they're good hitters. They're major league hitters. They're getting yes. pitchers. They're hitting it square on the bat. But what we've seen this year, I think, and I don't think anybody can argue, what we've seen this year is, I don't know, 25% of the home runs hit this year. Uh, on questionable hits, less than, uh, let's right. say, less than ideal. Uh, you know, you're not hitting it on the barrel. You're, we've seen these little bloops that might have been bloops, like they are right now, all of yeah. a sudden travel over the fence. We've heard Verlander bitch and moan about yeah. it. We've heard every pitcher in each league go, this blindly is ridiculous. go into a bag and feel it, and pick out the ball from 2019 right. versus the ball from, yes. you know, 1996 or whatever it is. Like, there's something to it. Yes, exactly. And it's just, and it's just physics. You need, Dane, and we noticed, Major League Baseball put an effort out to make a 162-game season right. more entertaining for the fans. And how did they do that? Well, they made it more entertaining because you go to a ballpark, you're going to see a 13-11 game, and scoring, scoring, scoring is what's going to drive people to watch and come to games. Well, now it's the World Series, and I don't think anybody wants to watch a team go 15, you know, 15-8. Fit, like, you don't want to see that, especially with teams like the Yankees and the damn uh, Astro. You're like, you don't want to see that. What you want to see, this game represents more of what we've always seen uh, during a 162-game season. We have not seen the game of baseball being played right now. We have not seen that all year long, Dane. It, it disappeared. So what has changed? The pitchers are still the same. Like, what is right. what has changed exactly? Yeah, this is what it is. And here's the thing. Okay, no, this is not conspiracy. I'm saying it's affecting everybody. The Astros are dealing right. with the same ball and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. What my fear is is that if this is in place, right? If this is happening and they're playing it with a different ball, the problem for Yankees fans is that the risk is for teams that were constructed to hit the home run and what they rely on, they may now be getting 5% less of them. And it may bite them in the ass. Okay, that's what it is. As opposed to what we said before, the Houston Astros were playing hit and run ball in the seventh inning. Those runs are still going to happen. Okay, so there's just a risk to the way the Yankees want to score and play offense. That's all I'm saying. And with the backup against the flat wall, it happened to bite them in the ass. It's not a conspiracy. They're not changing out the balls. No, what I'm saying is the pure science of it, if these seams are in fact lower, I mean raised, raised, excuse me, like 
every ball will have more drag on it. And yep. the DD play is a shining example of what could happen if there is more drag on the ball. Yep. Exactly correct. And the math is the math, too. And I love, that's what I always love here. If a ball is coming in and with the technology we have today, yeah. Dane, velocity, you've got right. a ball coming in at a certain velocity. angle, at a certain velocity, meeting a bat with a certain angle and a certain velocity. And we've got enough data to be able to tell us what should happen to the trajectory of this ball. Right. If it ain't happening the same way it happened for 162 games, something changed. If I'm driving, (laughs) Joe, from where I am in New York to where you are in Miami, right, and I go 60 miles an hour the entire trip, it takes a certain amount of time. If I then make the return trip from Miami to New York and it takes me a shorter amount of time, guess what? You were driving (laughs) a faster average speed, period. correct. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it. just Same thing. It's, it's, a, it's an equation. <laughs> it's exactly it. And yeah, we do but have the like technology to be able to if determine If a train that. leaves the station at blah, blah, blah time, that's all yeah. it is. And yep. I'm just saying that formula, if there is more drag on the ball, happened to bite the Yankees in the ass yesterday. Yeah. And I love it too, because the, the reports the, that are being, that are coming out with the data these aren't baseball truthers, guys. These no, aren't science. these. See, they're scientists. They're just looking at the numbers. They don't care about baseball or what's going on. They're just basically saying, say "Here's what we found." It's a small sample size, Joe. It's a small right. sample size. It is I will say absolutely that. okay. Absolutely. We're talking about data and science. It is right. a small sample size. But All the right. math is the math, and Show that's you know, there's nobody's fudging the numbers. Is our point right. there? So sometimes just don't argue with the math. Uh, and don't argue, by the way. No, I wonder I if give Cardano Dane... believes in global warming. No, he doesn't. He, he, listen. It's the no, science, He right? don't believe in Bigfoot. He thinks Elvis is still in the mall. I mean, you know, it's come it's on. He's chilling I mean, with Tupac. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's rolling with Tupac and Biggie last night. So, yeah, okay. uh, congratulations, by the way, because you had called this uh, before the season started. In yeah. the uh, in the NFL, the big question regarding the Tennessee Titans. Uh, obviously, we watch Ryan Tannehill. Uh, outperformed Marcus Mariota, certainly in the preseason. And the big question was going to be, all right, so when does when do they make the switch? When does uh, Marcus Mariota get pushed to the side? When do they give uh, Tannehill uh, the shot? Well, the answer is week seven, um, and uh, which is right around the time that, uh, that you thought we'd be looking at yeah. this. Uh, it wasn't a matter of if, it was just a matter of when. Uh, but I will say this, uh, the Tennessee Titans uh, going up against the Chargers on Sunday and when this announcement came back, yeah, um, they they opened up at a minus one at home. And uh, yeah, no, it hasn't moved. It's minus two, and it's kind of just been it's hanging out two. there. So I don't know that anybody sees a big difference or a drop-off between Mariota and Tannehill. So I don't know if the Titans win or lose this game, but I do know it's not because Mariota or Tannehill were at the quarterback position, Dane. I'm fairly confident of that. Yeah, what I will say on the fantasy angle real quick, though, Joe, I actually think this could be a boost for guys like Corey Davis, AJ, you know, AJ Brown, uh, Delaney Walker, even Adam Humphreys in the slot. You know, what we were seeing from Mariota was like missing open receivers, you know, and then they have no faith in the run game. I mean, in the passing game, this could be a small uptick for some of the Titans pass catchers, but I want to wait and see what this offense looks like with Tannehill at the helm before I go and make any rash decisions on the free agent wire. 
Yeah, not uh, not moving the needle here very much. Not a lot of people running to the uh, to the windows there and being like, oh, boy, here we go. Here comes the Ryan Tannehill. We had made the point, uh, you know, over the offseason that, listen, this is the same guy. This is that for six, seven years. These two guys, they're almost exactly the same. They're guys that can run, you know, they can, but they don't often they go through these stretches where they'll look really good, Dane. They'll look the part. And then all of a sudden it's like. Who is this? Like, what what is going on here? Both have had to deal with multiple coordinators in their career. Not a lot of stability in the organizations. Uh, So I get it, but I don't know. How much more do we have to see of Tannehill and Mariota? How much more do the Titans have to see before they realize, yeah, the draft is coming. You've got to start looking for the future here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true. We know what Ryan Tannehill is, and we are, you know, they, they are coming to the realization of what Marcus Mariota is. We've talked about this with those fifth-year quarterbacks, right? Or mm-hmm. do they pick up the option or do they let him go? Jameis Winston is in the same boat, right? This is sink or swim time for that draft class. Will they, you know, at this point, the franchise makes their decision. You're either their franchise quarterback for a decade or, or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. not. You know, and I think we have our answer in Tennessee. I think I know the answer in Tampa, but I think uh, Jameis still has this little stay of execution if he can, uh, you know, keep 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 his team with the ball. Um, but I think they've made this decision in Tennessee, and so they may be players, you know, for the Justin Herberts, the Tua's of the world, the Jake Fromm's of the world. Or Joe, remember. This trading deadline is coming mm-hmm. up, and we've That's talked correct. about a couple of places. We threw out Carolina, right? But also uh, in Washington, you don't need three or maybe even four quarterbacks. You know, That's like, correct. does this new regime need McCoy and Case Keenum? I don't think so. Do the 49ers yep. need C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins? I don't know. Good so point. we'll see if there's another option for them. We'll see what else happens here. Two weeks away, final trade deadline for the NFL season. Yep. Teams trying to mix and match here. I heard Buzz on Williams for the first time also. Always going to be a necessity here. See if it works in uh, in Tennessee. All right, hour one in the books. Hour two coming up here. Let's make it rain, people. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. We got ourselves a little Sunbelt action here uh, tonight. South Alabama taking on Troy. So get ready for that as uh, there is some interesting line movement. Definitely a line drawn in the sand between the uh, the pros and the Joes. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that uh, coming up next hour as we'll uh, push you in the right direction. It uh, does look like it's going to be the... Game of the night, as it uh, doesn't appear that the rain is going to just miraculously disappear in New York. So probably not going to have a uh, an American League championship game here tonight between the Astros 
and the Yanks. That'll be pushed off till tomorrow. And uh, at least uh, if you're a Yankee fan, I guess you got to look at the fact that, hey, Tanaka gets an extra day. Tanaka Granky tomorrow uh, looks like that's going to be uh, the way to go. But some monster games this weekend, too, Dane. And uh, even Friday night, we got some great Friday night games. But does it get any better when you get to a October day and uh, in college football and you've got like Penn State, Michigan, you've got, yeah. you know, Washington, Oregon, you got you got all of these, uh, you know, you got TCU, uh, Kansas State. You've got a lot of these big time programs and we're getting ready, Dane. I mean, you know, we got that committee starts to get together and then they start putting out these lists and. I hate to say it. I mean, you look at the top half of the list, Dane, Oklahoma, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. Like, you go down that list, there's only four spots here, man, and yet we consistently talk about six or seven teams that, you know, a lot can happen here. Alabama, there's, you know, even a couple of one-loss teams. uh, Are All of this is going to come into play at the end of it. I'm wondering how much longer college football is going to go before – and, I, and I'm wondering what the tipping point's going to be where they put their hands up and like, guys, we got to push this to either six or eight teams. Because yeah. we've heard it yeah. every year, but what's it going to take? It's going to take – I mean, let me answer your questions kind of in order. What's it going to take? It's yeah. going to take a year where one of the actual Blue Bloods or right. Notre Dame – um, right. actually, like the perfect storm of so many one-loss teams, an undefeated Power Five team that yep. makes it. In. It's gonna take the perfect storm and one of the true blue bell bloods to be left without its chair when the music stops. That's what it's yes. going to take. But I want to yep. talk more about this when we come back. It's gonna be a saving. It's gonna be. It's gonna have to involve yes. somebody uh, that has some pull.